Welcome to the Prophecy Club, and happy Thanksgiving to you. So, the situation is this. I'm going to be spending a few days with my family for Thanksgiving. So, we're going to make a fantastic offer for everybody to celebrate the Thanksgiving and the Christmas holidays. So, Prophecy Club started inviting guests, making recordings back in June of 1993. Over 19 years, we made... Uh, about 330 recordings, 160 different guests, and we've offered these typically for about $30 each. Some of them are doubles for like $50. However, today you can go and watch about 300 recordings valued about $6,000 at WatchProphecyClub.com for a gift of $20 a month or $200 per year. That's a great deal, but we're about to make it even better. For the month of December... 2021, if you sign up for WatchProphecyClub.com, that's $20 a month or $200 a year, you're going to get the whole month of December, that's right, the whole month of December, free just for signing up, but you got to use the promo code WPC2021. Here's the way you do it. You go to WatchProphecyClub.com, and then you click Get Access Today, You put in the promo code WPC2021, as in Watch Prophecy Club 2021. I'll say it again. So you go to WatchProphecyClub.com, you click Get Access Today, and you put in the promo code WPC2021. You can watch any or all of, if you can watch all of the 300 DVDs during the month of December, free. Now let's go watch I Saw the Dollar Dead by Daniel Davis. Recorded in October of 2012. Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Welcome to the Prophecy Club, where we provide information and resources with a prophetic warning message to win souls to Jesus and to call people to repentance. Our topic tonight is, I saw the dollar dead, as in already dead. Your speaker has written the book, Warning America, Attempted Hostile Takeover Exposed. He teaches and helps other people to invest into the stock market, so he knows a little bit about that. Pastored in Kansas and St. Louis for some 20 years. He's currently been a missionary in Costa Rica for the last two years, but in 2008, God gave him two very powerful dreams about the future of America. He was not only shown the death of the U.S. dollar, but it's also global impact. He was also shown that all property lines will be dissolved, and that the rise of the one world government and its currency, the the implementation of of Agenda 21, and he was told that communism is the greatest threat to America. We help me welcome Dr. Daniel Davis. God bless you, brother. Thank you, sir. Good to be here. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Well, I want to thank the Prophecy Club for having me. What a blessing. It looks like you're all well taken care of as well. They've served you coffee, and what a a great place to be tonight. I I believe that uh, the message I'm going to bring you tonight, it's going to be a message of warning, but it's also going to be a great message of hope. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have special protections, you have uh, special heavenly capacities that no one else on earth has. And uh, we'll talk about those as well so that you are well informed and you know uh, that, that indeed times are critical and it's time to get into Psalm 91. 
It's time to get into the secret place of the Most High and start activating the things that God's always had available for His people. Amen. Well, again, I want to thank you for, uh, for that warm welcome. Um, I have lived in uh, the Dallas, Texas area for about seven years, but two years ago, my family and I moved to Costa Rica, the land of the best coffee in the world. Praise God. And... Um, so, uh, 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 but I, I was able to come up here to uh, spend a little bit of time with you. In uh, my entire life has been filled uh, with a uh, an experience that I had in uh, I'm trying to think 1982, where the Lord saved my life, changed my life dramatically, uh, pulled me out of drugs, alcohol addiction, satanic rock band. I was just always been a leader, just used to lead in the wrong direction. And, uh, but the Lord, uh, while all of my Christian schoolmates used to uh, pray for me, uh, they prayed all through the, uh, the years. My freshman year, I was at the top of the list. Uh, my sophomore year, I was at the top of the list. My junior year, I was at the top of the list. My senior year, they took me off the list. Uh, they said, there's no way God can save this young man. I think God took that as a personal uh, challenge. So ever since my radical conversion, I've been involved in ministry and business and uh, many things that the Lord's had me uh, into. I had no idea why, why He's had me involved in the things that He's had me in. Some of you may feel exactly the same way. Uh, but it's all for a purpose. And many of these things were to unfold in my life where I am now standing uh, before you and a lot of these things were types and shadows for my life um, and for me to stand here and tell you what I believe is coming to America and how we can avert and literally get off the train before it crashes. So uh, this message is called, I Saw the Dollar Dead. I had two very serious dreams in my life that it changed my life. And these were in 2008. I was uh, living in Dallas, Texas. I was traveling, doing financial seminars, leadership conferences in third world nations for Christian leaders, and uh, also speaking in churches, and just uh, living the dream that God had given me. And then God gave me two more dreams. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to tell you briefly about these dreams. Of course, my book explains in detail the analogy, the um, I believe the discernment of the dreams, as well as a lot of financial and family information on how to, uh, how to position yourself for these things. I am so thankful that we have a loving Heavenly Father that does not allow anything to happen on the earth unless He shares it with His servants, the prophets. He, ser he shares it with His people, both great and small. And whether you've had a dream, whether you've had a vision, or whether you're listening to someone else's dream and the Holy Spirit says, hey, that's right on, listen to that. If it checks out biblically, and if it checks out with your, with your spirit, whether you had the dream or you're listening to the dream, God is faithful to send us warnings and, uh, and to send us leader, leadership and leading. I'm thankful for that. He doesn't just uh, uh, get you born again and then leave you for 20 years. Amen. Amen. So, uh, before we jump into the actual dreams, I'd like to uh, read a scripture in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7 through 12. It says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of His coming. Now, I put that in yellow because I want, I want you to remember 
that though the wicked raise their heads, God always deals with the wicked. It's his MO, his method of operation. He always deals with the wicked. And uh, we, we know that God doesn't snake hunt with a shovel. He lets the snake come to the surface and then he takes his head off. That's, God, that's how God always has operated with wickedness. He allows it to surface so that it's unquestionable, undeniable, and then he deals with it. And here in 2 Thessalonians, talking about the end times, we know that the wicked one or the lawless one raises his head. And once he does, the Lord Jesus Christ will consume him with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy him with the brightness of his coming. That's the good news. Now, between the time of him raising his head and the Lord destroying him, there may be battles, but we should never allow fear to direct us or to, be, uh, uh, to, uh, to lead our lives or to uh, paralyze us. Don't be paralyzed in fear because the Lord always has and the Lord always will have dominion in and over his world. His planet, his genetic code, he is the author. Amen. He is the, uh, he is the patent holder of this entire planet and every individual on it. And that is the bottom line. So Satan and his uh, wicked ones can raise their heads, but they do not own this thing and God will not allow them to infringe on the patent. Amen. So Second uh, Thessalonians continues and says, Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I put this in yellow because this scares the tarnation out of me, out of me for my own life. The scripture says back here in uh, verse 10, it says that those who are perishing, they perish because they refuse to receive the truth. And so they, not only do they perish, but the scripture also says that God himself mixes a strong delusional concoction and gives it to them so that they should believe a lie. I would pray that God would never feel I was so lost and so, so anti-Christ against him that uh, he would have to mix me up something so that I'd start believing the lie. But you know, I'm going to be honest with you, the bright are getting brighter and the dark are getting darker uh, during these days. And, uh, 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 and when I share light with someone who's walking in darkness, they look at me like I'm on another planet. And I look at them like they're on another planet. And we're literally walking in a day today where two men could be walking down the street in the broad daylight. One is walking in the bright noonday and the other is walking in nighttime, spiritually speaking. One couldn't beat his way out of a spiritual wet paper bag. The other one who is walking in broad daylight and understands everything that's going on. So this scripture, I wanted to start with this because we're living in this day right now. There are, there are two mindsets. There are two worlds that are being lived in. There are two time frames. You are not children of the night. You are children of the day. Therefore, you have the capacity to see what God wants you to see. There are others who've chosen not to love the truth. Therefore, they shall not see 
what you can see. It's not possible for them. They have drank the strong delusional drink and they will not see what you see. I wish it were not so and I pray that they would be saved, that they would turn and one of my dreams you're going to see that a great mass of people turn back to Jesus. However, they will be a day late and a dollar short when they do. Thank God for His mercy. They will be turning. Well, let's start out. Uh, we understand that, uh, that as we come into the first dream, I'm going to explain that uh, we want to get ourselves into divine protective Psalm 91 order. A little bit later on tonight, we're going to talk specifically about building an ark of safety. And thank God he's already had men who needed to get through something, and he knew how, uh, how to tell them what to build and how to be successful while t trying times came on the planet. We're going to learn how to, how to protect our faith, our family, our finances, and our future. We're also going to learn the difference between God's economy and man's economy. One economy is moving uh, just bold and bright and beautiful right now. The other one is failing horribly and is going to go right down the tubes. And so we need to know the difference between God's economy and man's because God's calling you to His economy and out of man's. And then again, we're going to look at building the ark of safety. Now, my dream that I had, the first dream, I want to just preface it for a moment. I was getting ready to go to a financial seminar, lived in Dallas, Texas. I was heading to Missouri the following day. So I had packed and I was getting ready for this uh, to, to go speak at the seminar, and uh, early in the morning, I had this dramatic dream. It was so dramatic that it is impressed into me as reality because it was like I was there. I was there at this dream just as much as I am here tonight with you. And so it, it uh, was easily imprinted into me. It's a memory as if it really happened for me. Now, why did God give me this dream? I have no idea. He used to give me visions when I was young. Now I'm getting dreams. And the Bible says your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. So maybe he's just making a point. <laughs> I've started having dreams, but I, I've had a few where, uh, where I acted on the dreams in faith and they were absolutely true. So I had a history or I had a, a kind of a running track record of these dreams that God had given me that had come out absolutely true to my benefit, to the benefit of the kingdom of God, and he had never let me down with one of those dreams. So when I had this bombshell first dream in 2008, I knew it was true. I didn't know that I could share it with very many people at the time, but a little bit later, the Lord spoke to me and he said, get it out to anyone who can see it. To anyone who can hear it, get it out to them now. And at that time, of course, I began writing the book and I began telling people the dream that I had seen. But I had already spent days and weeks and months researching, learning, going through the, the, the college class of what is the dollar? What did I just see in this dream? What is communism? I really didn't know much about any of this. But I began the search and I began seeing, oh Lord Jesus, this dream is coming to pass at, at a, a fast speed in America. So let's go to my first dream. Um, I, I had this dream early in the morning. It was in three scenes. I was ushered into three separate scenes. The first scene 
And I had a college student draw up some of the pictures so that you can kind of get a feel for where I was. This is in a college student's eyes, but it was pretty close to what I had seen. And so I said, yeah, that's good. We'll use it. I was in a downtown large city. I think it may have been Dallas, Texas, but I can't say for sure. Um, but I was with a good friend of mine who lives here in Dallas, and our sons used to play baseball together, and they were in the dream as well. So really there were two generations in this dream, myself, my friend, and our two young sons. The two sons were playing ball off to the side over by a street. Now there was no one driving, but there was a million people in this dream. They were all standing around, and they were all waiting for an announcement to be made or something. We were waiting in anticipation. It was very calm. Everyone seemed happy and juvial, and, and uh, the boys were playing off to the side. All of a sudden, and, and by the way, as I looked up on the buildings, there were big screens on these buildings. They were the full size of the buildings, and uh, clearly we were looking, waiting for some big screen announcement to come. And um, these screens weren't 16 by 9 like the TVs you have at home, but they were turned upwards, like the size of the buildings, upwards. And so... Uh, we were waiting. All of a sudden, a government official came standing at a podium, uh, and he came up on all of these big screens. And he made a statement. It was a three-point statement, and I remember the statement clearly. And what he said was, he said, Ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. America as you've known it has ceased to exist. All property lines have been dissolved, and the U.S. dollar is worthless. When the people heard this, a mass spirit wave of panic swept over the crowd and they began running in every direction. I noticed they were jumping in cars, taking off, and, and there was something inside of me that recognized these people are running west. They were all running west and uh, they were getting in cars and heading west. I believe, and I'll speak about that in a little bit, I believe there's a meaning and a reason why west was the direction they were running. I looked over and I saw a man jump into his car. He put it in gear and started driving up on the sidewalk straight for my son and his friend. I ran over, grabbed him by the rough of the neck and pulled him out of the way just before the car uh, sped by. And I thought, if I wouldn't have been here, those kids would have been maimed or killed. That man would have killed my children, uh, uh, my son and, and my friend's son, uh, because of his action, his fearful reaction to what he's heard. And that was the end of scene one. All of a sudden, I was standing at a gas station, a convenience store, out uh, south of DFW, where I used to live. I know exactly where it was. And there was an Indian man, I think it was the manager or owner, he was standing there with me. And uh, one thing I noticed at this store there was a, a big barbed wired fence that had just been built. It was fresh off to the side of the store, and it was full of tractors, farm equipment, lawnmowers, tools, uh, racks of, of, uh, of different kinds of tools. It was just filled up with all of this, and it looked like this man had been maybe bartering or trading. Now, there were cars flying into this gas station, and they were filling up, and I had this sense they were all heading west. And a car pulls up, like an SUV, station wagon kind of car, pulled up, was full of uh, a family, and the kids were looking out the window, and everyone was clearly freaked out. They had things tied on the top of the car. They had a little open trailer in the back, and everything clearly had been thrown in. They didn't take a lot of time. 
to fill up that car. The man jumped out and ran around to this Indian man and he pulled his billfold out and he said, I need to get a tank of gas. And the Indian man said, I don't take U.S. dollars. And the man said, well, well, what do you take? The man said, well, what do you have? And they walked over and began looking inside the trailer to trade a consumable for a hard asset. Now, me being in the markets and in financials, I understand what that part of the dream meant to me. I'll be glad to share that with you at a little later point. But Americans were forced to trade their true assets for consumables or things to keep themselves alive, keep themselves moving down the road. Suddenly, I was in the part three of the dream. And in part three, I was in a situation room probably underneath the White House because President Bush was there. When I had this dream, President Bush was still the president. Now, I've been told that when a president shows up in a dream, that it's normally not that actual man that the dream is talking about, but it's talking about the presidency or the, the nation as a whole. It's talking about a group, not just about a man. And so President Bush is in the, uh, in the middle of this situation room. There's big screens all over, and there's world events going on all over the world. There's a group of people all around him, and they all have clipboards, and they're all talking to him. And they're, at the same time, they're trying to get his attention to get him to make a decision. And, and this president, he's got his hands up, and he's like, just leave me alone. I don't want to hear anymore. He was tired and worn out, clearly, and his hands were up like, I can't take it anymore. Well, I'm standing back in the, in the back of the room. If you're looking at the picture, you see I'm the guy in the white hair. Thank God that student drew me in a little thinner than I really am. But there was a, uh, there was a, a uh, security guard or a, a secret service man standing beside me who I think was really an angel because he began to dialogue with me and talk with me. And uh, this, this um, secret service agent said to me, the president has been fighting a long, hard battle. I said, yeah, I can see that. He said, he's been fighting against a very strong enemy. And I, and I said, wow, well, I see that. And, of course, President Bush got his hands up. He's tired. He's worn out. And the people on their clipboards are trying to get an answer from him to make a decision. And then the, uh, this uh, uh, Secret Service man says, do you know the enemy that he's been fighting well, I didn't want to answer incorrectly, so I started thinking. Now, back in 2008, I didn't hear anyone talking about a lot of our enemies at that time. I did hear the big buzzword, socialism, 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 which I have found out since then is uh, socialism is um, communism in slow motion. <laughs> and so, so I thought, socialism? Well, uh, Islam, I've heard Islam. I'm trying to think, what could the enemy be? What could it be? So I finally said, uh, socialism, looking at him, and he looked at me with a stern voice and with a finger, and he said, communism, and the dream ended. So he wanted to get the point across. There is one great enemy that uh, America is dealing with, and America's tired and has been dealing with it and fighting it for a long, long time. So the dream ended. I woke up. When I woke up in bed, I'm sweating. I literally opened my eyes and I thought, oh, I'm dreaming, because I felt like I'd come out of the real world into a dream world. And it took a moment for me to reacclimate and figure out where, uh, where I really was. 
At that time, I jumped out of bed. I wrote down some of the things I had seen. I was pretty freaked out for a while. Needless to say, that nine-hour drive to Missouri, uh, me and the Lord, we had a good talk all the way there as I began to say, Lord, what is this? What did I just see? What did I just hear? This is so foreign to me. Communism? Communism is an enemy in America? This was in 2008. Uh, the dollar... The dollar is, is dead. Uh, property lines dissolved. What does all this mean? America, as you've known it, has ceased to exist. And I began to mourn and grieve and to, uh, to really wrestle with this. I began to spend a lot of time with the Lord saying, I'm not leaving your presence until I get some answers. I need to know what this means, first of all, for me, for my family, for our future. Now, we're going to talk about some of that. We'll talk about the second dream I had as well. But I want you to understand what I have learned over the last years in studying, getting revelation about the dream, and running it through the Word of God, reading God's Word every day, looking for cues, keys, signals, principles, and cycles. Because the Bible is a very cyclical book, just like the stock market is cyclical, up, down, up, down, up, down, the Bible is cyclical. If you find something that happened in the history of the Bible, it's probably going to happen again and the cyclical historical story is going to tell you the outcome based on what happened the last time. Amen. So, uh, so one thing that I have learned is that we need to look in our lives as believers, not at the microcosms or the micro problems, but we need to understand the macro problem or the macro enemy. And the macro enemy... I believe with all my heart, is Agenda 21. Agenda 21 is a diabolical United Nations plan. By the way, United Nations was dreamed up and created by communists. And we've all bought into it and helped uh, fund it and, and have played along with this uh, United Nations dream of a one-world system and one government under, under one, uh, one United Nations. And uh, this Agenda 21, if you will, just Google it and begin to study it yourself, you will find out that Agenda 21 is the, it's the goal for total world domination, total control, total dissolution of all national and sovereign property lines, and a, a scooping in of all people on planet Earth under one government, one system, to be told where to live, how to live, where to work, how long to work, typically communism on steroids. And uh, so if you will understand what Agenda 21 is, you will understand then what the macro problem is. Because we can talk about the dollar, which is a micro problem that's going to lead us to the macro problem. We can talk about uh, socialism and communism and debt, and we can talk about uh, all of the, all of the uh, terrorist plans, and we can, we can deal with all of these things, and they all lead you to the macro. So don't forget that, that the macro, we need to go to the root. If you know the root, then you can pray, and you know how to stay away from the root, right? You know how to deal with the root, but if we're just picking fruit off the tree, we're going to be in Prophecy Club meetings for a long time picking a lot of fruit. And we just go to the root with this thing in prayer, and we can be very, very successful as kingdom believers. Okay, uh, let's go back to 
scene one of the dream, I want to talk about the three statements that were made, and I want to reveal to you some of the things I believe that the dream is saying. I don't have the exclusive on this. Some of you have already heard what the dream was about, and you already have some ideas what the Lord's speaking to you. Please write those down. If, it, uh, if the shoe fits, wear it and run with it, okay? So I have what I believe that the, the Lord has told me, but there, are, there can be so much more that I may not have seen. So please, you feel free to, to uh, jump in there, write down what the Lord's speaking to you. First of all, the, the man said, America, as you have known it, has ceased to exist. Now, how many of you remember baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet? That's America as I've known it. When I grew up, that was America to me. And uh, we sang songs about it. We lived the deal. We lived, lived the dream. And, we, and I, I lived in an America that I thought was secure and was strong and vibrant. And all of a sudden, this man comes along in a dream and tells me it's gone. America's not gone. America, as you have known it, has ceased to exist. Now, this could be good or it could be bad. And while I believe there are certain elements of it that, that are certainly bad, I believe for you and for myself, there are certain elements that can be very, very good. Um, because we know, how many of you know that a caterpillar has to go into molting before or into its cocoon before it becomes the butterfly? Uh, what if America has lived the first 400 years and crawled along as a caterpillar doing great works and God has a greater plan, which could be the butterfly stage. And in the middle could be a cocooning stage where America just doesn't even know who she is while she rests and changes and molts. Um, on the other hand, we do know that that uh, the Agenda 21 boys are trying to wear America out and wear her down so that they can jump her like hyenas while she's down. And uh, so there, there can be good or bad in here. But we do know that America, as you've known it, has ceased to exist. And uh, remember what America used to be like. Well, here she is today. America's been hijacked. We're living in a, a much different nation than we lived in back in the good old days of baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. Amen? America looks a lot different. She's changed. The people have changed. The educational system has changed. The, um, uh, the children and the generation that's raising up and ruling and leading in America today, they learn different than many of us learned. They learn from a different set of teachers with a different uh, mindset than we have learned. Many of our children have gone to colleges, anti-Christ, uh, 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 non-believing colleges that were, have promoted communism and, uh, and socialism and UN agenda and all of that. And so, uh, indeed, things have changed. And it's amazing to me that uh, your reality, as a believer, you believe that you are living in the truth. But if I have been trained different than you, and I'm living, and my world is completely different, I'm going to believe that my world is true. My world may not true. My, my, my world may not be true, but I'm still going to believe that it is, and I'll fight for it. The Bible says, do not move an ancient boundary stone. But I'm here to tell you that I'm, I'm dealing now with teenagers and young adults who do not even believe that the Holocaust happened in, uh, in World War II because they've been told it was a lie. But the, 
the UN, Agenda 21, is famous for removing, um, removing ancient boundary stones. Ancient boundary stone, your founding fathers, who are great men and women of God, who most of them died penniless, sacrificing their wealth, treasures, and families so that we could enjoy what we have today. Most of them died with nothing. Amen. And uh, we also, we, we have, um, on and on, history is being erased. Our Constitution, the greatest historical document that this country has ever known, is being trampled, burned, mistreated, and is openly being violated so that people will spend about a 12-year, 16-year period learning and living and understanding that constitutions don't matter. If they can just pump that into our minds, that, a, that the Constitution doesn't matter because people have gotten away with violating it now for over a decade, if we can just get that into our skulls, then they can take it away much easier. Do not move an ancient boundary stone. That's a command, not a request of God. In other words, don't mess with history. What was, was. And it should be documented and kept. And that is why today we have an entire generation of people that don't know the history. They don't know truth. And they're being set up to accept and to bring in a very diabolical system that is so anti-Christ and anti-American that you and I, we shun at the thought. But they think, well, this is a pretty bright idea, hope and change. And so uh, we have to understand that America has been hijacked. Let's talk about the beginning of the hijack. I can't tell you when it actually started, but I do know one pivotal point, pivotal point was the uh, Federal Reserve creation in 1913. If you ever read the book uh, called Jekyll Island, Return to Jekyll Island, you'll find uh, the, the full account of a very illegal heist where a few legislators in Washington secretly got together without ratification, put the Federal Reserve in charge of the money supply over the United States of America. It was anti-constitutional. It was the first great demoralization of America where we learned in 1913 that you can get away with treason against your Constitution and no one's going to do anything about it. It was a demoralizing blow against the rule of law, against the Constitution, and against our own soul as, as Americans. Uh, Amjet uh, Rothschild said, Give me control of a nation's money supply, and I care not who makes its laws. Very interesting. Since then, our money supply has demoralized us. It is in violation of the Constitution. We've had the whole separation of church and state agenda that was never intended to keep the church out of the state. It was intended to keep the state out of the church. And, uh, but that agenda came to demoralize us, to push us back, and to tell us, you stay in your Sunday morning church building, we'll handle everything out here in Washington. Amen. Federalization of public education, um, which we will find is one of the ten planks of communism, is to offer every child free education and make sure that it's your federal government that's providing it so that you can determine what ancient boundary stones they remember and which ones they forget, depending on the agenda of the rulers and leaders. Uh, abortion on demand. What a blow against the soul of America. To begin to, to um, 
to take the spirit and the gift of life and make choices on who gets it and who doesn't based on whoever wants to have that authority. Totally skewed and totally um, uh, illegal law. Illicit um, law to, to give someone the right to murder a human being. Some people say, and I've heard so many stories on abortion, I'm a very strong anti-abortion stand person. Very, very strong. Because I, I believe that if you can't stand for life in the womb, you can't, you're going to drink the, drink the strong drink of delusion. Because God is the giver of life. And Jeremiah, he promised Jeremiah, he reminded him. He said, listen, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. I called you to a purpose when, before you were born. I called you to a purpose. I knew you before you were ever in your mom's womb. So uh, if that is the truth and the Word of God is true, then, uh, then for us to even think about aborting Jeremiah would be to put our hands directly around the neck, the throat of God and His plan for Jeremiah's life. And so we have been demoralized by this abortion on demand. And as you know, now the federal government is more aggressive, willing to abort a child as that child is being naturally born at nine months. Uh, if that, if that, you decide at the very last moment you want to take that precious child out, you can take that child out. I was in a Facebook conversation not long ago with some uh, pro-abortion stand people, and they were saying, we should never force these children to come into a life, a hard life, where mama can't take care of them or provide for them. Be better just to send them straight to heaven. And that is their absolute stand. They believe it would be better. And two of them were nurses who said, you wouldn't believe what we see down here at the emergency room, children being beaten and children being abused. And it would be just better send them to Jesus rather than them having to continue on. Well, with that type of mindset then, with that nurse, if she has a trauma in her life, maybe we should appoint someone who could decide maybe she needs to go to Jesus too. When you start, the, when you start the, the doctrine of murder, if it's in the womb or if it's at the end of life, uh, it is anti-life, anti-God. And so we have been demoralized, and there's an entire group of people in America and around the world. I was in a, Ukraine just a few years ago, and they have abortion clinics on every street corner. We have churches on every street corner. They have abortion clinics everywhere. The typical woman in the Ukraine goes to three to five abortions during her lifetime. It's a, a, a horrendous thing. And they, they have been brought into that through the Antichrist communist movement that stripped them of any godly, uh, godliness they had in their lives and has trained them in, uh, in an anti-life stand. So we sit here and say, how can they do that? They sit out there and look at us and say, how can they tell us not to? Light, darkness. One walking in truth, one who's drunk with the delusion that God has sent. Why would God send delusion? Because they refuse to love the truth and to be saved. Which tells me if truth ever comes to you, embrace it. If truth ever comes to me, Daniel Daves, you embrace it or you may find yourself drinking the delusional drink. I don't want that for my life or for anyone else that I know. And so they removed uh, the Bible and they removed prayer from the public institutions, which were free education institutions uh, brought out by the federal government. And so now we have removed the Bible and prayer. 
I don't know if you've studied this, but I have recently, that the Constitution um, is resting on a foundation. And the foundation is the Word of God. And if you take the foundation, the Constitution cannot stand. And the foundation has been removed out from America, and that's why the, the Constitution is so easily falling. That's why this system and those who are pushing their agenda, that's why they did not, um, that's why they didn't start with the Constitution. They started with the Word of God. Once the Word of God was effectively removed, they gave it a little bit of breathing time. Let's get a generation of students out the door that have never heard the Word of God, never been involved in a prayer. Uh, then we can begin dealing with the Constitution, which was resting on the foundation, which is gone. Destruction of the family unit, marriage is redefined. We know that these things are happening right now. More demoralization. Demoralization of a country, is, you have to do that in order to separate people from God so that you can enslave them. People who are close to God cannot be enslaved. And the communists and the UN Agenda 21 boys and the Islamics and any other enemy who wants to take over with totalitarian control, they know that believers cannot be enslaved because they're too close to God. Which ought to tell you God's opinion about slavery and God's opinion about freedom, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Of course, in 9-11, we know that the rule of law was officially suspended and the further demoralization and destruction of the Constitution and our constitutional rights really took off in high gear at 9-11, where uh, we began losing um, freedoms that we didn't even know we were losing at the time. Thomas Jefferson had a very, very interesting comment. Listen to this. The central bank is an institution of the most deadly hostility existing against the principles and form of our Constitution. I am an enemy to all banks discounting bills or notes for anything but coin. If the American people allow private banks to control the issuance of their currency, first by inflation and then by deflation, the banks and corporations that will grow up around them will deprive the people of all their property until their children will wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. Thomas Jefferson and the others who wrote that Constitution, they knew exactly what the central bank was. And part of the whole Revolutionary War was not just kick, kicking the king out of Britain, it was kicking the banker, or kicking the king out of America, kicking the bankers also out of America so they could live free. Our Constitution says that no one has the right to coin money except Congress. So in 1913, we violated that and demoralized our money supply and demoralized the people. And I don't know about you, but I didn't know all this until recently. I just thought the money was the money. That every nation had money, and uh, ours was called the dollar. I didn't know anything about it until I had the dreams and began to really research the, uh, the dollar and research how is it that this dollar is going to die and go to nothing. So when I had the dream, I began grieving. You may have found yourself recently in a grieving mode over your country over what's going on. Grieving is normal. When something dies, when it disappears, when something ceases to exist, there is a grieving. And I don't want to stop you from grieving, but remember this, as I would teach you or speak to you as a, as a counselor, if you had lost someone dear, grieve and then move on. 
there comes a point you have to move on, make adjustments, make movements, and get ready for the new world. Get ready for what's coming. Don't hide your head in the sand and just grieve your life away. God wants you to step up after the form of grieving, which I have had to do, and, uh, and He wants you to move forward and make progressive steps. Amen. Take some progressive steps for your faith, your family, your finances, and for your future. Now, Revelation 12, I'd like to break into this for just a moment. Revelation 12 is a very interesting scripture for me personally. I personally believe there is a lot of meat in this, in this uh, chapter for, for the time that we're living in today. Now, the book of Revelation, so many people have their own uh, opinion and uh, a revelation, understanding of this book, but this speaks to me very, very clearly in the arena I'm talking about tonight. There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. We'll find out as we read through uh, that this chapter that this woman's pregnant and about to give birth. She's going to give birth to something great because the dragon wants to abort it. Forty books, $800 value for $100. Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy is a deep dive into Bible prophecy. Miss the Mark is the book you give to people that you never want to take the mark of the beast. God's Warnings to America's 101 Modern Prophecies, everything from Dimitri Dudeman to rest of the most popular, the most credible prophets out there. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel is the book that you read to understand as a tribulation saint, what you need to know. And then how pre-trib one, you'll settle your question about the rapture. Now, you can get all five of these in a giant package. We offer them in shrink wrap sets. Shrink wrap sets of 10 for the Understand Bible Prophecy. Miss the Mark is in shrink wrap sets of 10. God's Warning is shrink wrap sets of 10. Daniel is five. How pre-trib one is five. So it's a total of 40 books. Valued at $800, all for a gift of just $100 at prophecyclub.com. The good news is EMP Shield has devices the military testing facility says protect 100% against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges, backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. View simple video installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV. You can have electricity in a blackout. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card, and it helps your Prophecy Club. These days, emergency food is mostly sold out, but HeavensHarvest.com has all sorts of emergency supplies and food in stock. Their food comes in square stackable buckets, breakfast, entree, protein, fruits and vegetables, I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for each person in your family. Receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN at HeavensHarvest.com. Promo code STAN. Terry Sock is a prophecy student, and he reads his King James Bible, and he believes in winning souls so much he is supporting the Prophecy Club so that we can win more souls. So if you want to support someone that loves prophecy and wants to win souls, I'm going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com where you can get all sorts of precious metals, gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and things like that. cornerstoneassetmetals.com Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.